It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Heartland at Noon for Friday, September 24th, 2021. This program brought to you by Heritage Insurance and Purposed Financial, working together to serve you better. Coming up today, we'll have the latest on COVID-19 and tell you more about yesterday's SHA news conference, where officials explained the challenges and the changes on the fly, making major adjustments to the way healthcare is delivered to make room for the growing number of COVID-19 patients. It's impacting the whole system and everyone involved. We'll hear from the latest local to announce they're running for mayor. Retired railroader Mike Simpkins will tell us why he's running for the city's top job. And we'll check in with Aaron Rustin, Purpose Financial. He's on Ask the Expert later this afternoon. Talking finances in the wake of the federal election. Stay tuned for these stories and more on the Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. With the 2021 federal election behind us and the Liberal Party gaining minority government again, many people are talking about the possibility of another federal election in less than two years. This year, there were significantly fewer overall voting sites in many ridings across the country due to COVID-19 restrictions preventing schools to be used as polls. Dr. Howard Leeson, professor of political science at the University of Regina, says he questions which party would call for that election. I dare say, given the criticism of of elections that you heard from the opposition parties, it's unlikely that they will defeat the government on a major policy issue or a major vote of confidence over the next two years. Uh, Mr. Trudeau, I think, has once burned twice shy on calling an election that is not prompted by the opposition. Leeson says there are so many variables involved in calling an election, it is too soon to tell. Mike Simpkins has become the second person to announce their candidacy for the mayor of Moose Jaw. Simpkins, a lifelong Moose Javian, said infrastructure and attracting new residents and businesses to the city is important. He says he would look at lot sizes to make them more family-friendly. A lot of times when we're building in, in a lot of these uh, building areas, we're building lots in the, and they, we're actually trying to squeeze more homes into smaller areas and we make our lots smaller and smaller and smaller. So far, Simpkins and Crystal Froze are the only two that have put their name forward for mayor. The by-election is set for November 3rd. Saskatchewan's harvest is nearly wrapped up, according to today's Ministry of Agriculture crop report. 89% of the harvest run is done province-wide, up from 74% last week. We had a great week uh, this past week. Farmers were able to get out there and and very little delay, well ahead of our five-year average of 63%, so well ahead of where we normally are for this time of year, which is good to see. It's it's nice to see that the the harvest will be kind of wrapped up and farmers can forget about it, but unfortunate that it was such a poor year for them. That was Matt Struthers, a crop extension specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. The Southwest leads the way harvest-wise at 94% complete, with Northwest bringing up the rear at 77%. Canola and flax are mostly what's left to be harvested. The ice is in and public skating is back at the Kinsman Sportsplex Arena. New this year is a Tuesday afternoon skate and Saturday afternoon stick and puck skate. Scott Osmachenko, City Recreation Services Manager, says there is something for everyone. We are working on some very exciting shinny leagues this year for adults, seniors, teens, and families so they can kind of enjoy uh, a time to play shinny inside. Funding through Saskatchewan Lotteries and the Saskatchewan Parks and Recreation Association will allow for free skate times throughout the season. The Saskatchewan Health Authority gave an update on Thursday about service slowdown in hospital care, leaving doctors to make hard ethical decisions on postponing certain surgeries. 
SHA Emergency Operations Center lead Derek Miller talked about how the ICUs are overwhelmed with COVID patients. Right now, we know that over 70% of our ICU beds are being used to care for a single preventable disease. And at the same time, we need to ensure we have 50 ICU beds staffed to care for non-COVID patients who are not in control of needing critical care. Saskatchewan doctors are saying that this fourth wave can be controlled if eligible people continue to get vaccinated. The province of Saskatchewan reported seven new COVID-19 related deaths, 460 new cases and 444 recoveries yesterday. Of the new cases, 18 are in the south-central zone, 59 are in Regina, and 123 are in Saskatoon. 4,715 cases are considered active. There are 273 people in hospital, including 215 receiving inpatient care and 58 in the ICU. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 50 points. The Dow Jones is up one point. The NASDAQ is down 17 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 78.97 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. The counting of mail-in ballots is continuing in three tightly contested ridings, However, recounts are expected in a number of close-run ridings. Currently, the seat count stands at 159 seats for the Liberals, although one will become an independent seat after being won by a disavowed Liberal candidate. Many Haitians and Black Americans say the photos of men on horseback appearing to use reins as whips to corral Haitian asylum seekers trying to cross into the U.S. from Mexico simply confirms a deeply held belief. Immigrant advocates and civil rights leaders say the Border Patrol's treatment of Haitian migrants is just the latest in a long history of discriminatory U.S. policies and of indignities faced by black people. A data analysis by the Associated Press shows Haitians are granted asylum at the lowest rate of any nationality with consistently high numbers of asylum seekers. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is endorsing COVID-19 vaccine booster shots for certain people, including people 65 and older, nursing home residents, and those aged 50 to 64 who have risky underlying health problems. And two American morning talk show staples are staying around. Both Whoopi Goldberg of The View and Michael Strawn of Good Morning America have each signed new four-year contracts with their respective chat shows. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, Discover Moose Jaw Sports. A lot of local hockey fans are looking forward to tonight. Western Hockey League preseason action at Mosaic Place as the Moose Jaw Warriors host the Regina Pants. The first of two games between these two teams this weekend to finish off the preseason for the Warriors. Game time tonight, 7 o'clock, and masks are mandatory for all in attendance at Mosaic Place. All the action is on Country 100 tonight with the voice of the Warriors, James Gallo, and Warriors Hall of Famer Derek Kletzel. Pre-game show 6.55, play-by-play to follow. BC Lions looking for a fourth straight win tonight when they host the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Riders beat the Lions 33-29 in August. Both teams 4-2, and two, so the winner tonight gets sole possession of second place behind only Winnipeg. Game time, 8.30 hour time. Uh, one earlier game, Montreal Alouettes are playing the Argos in Toronto. That's a 5.30 start. Local high school football this weekend. We get two games at Guthridge Field tomorrow with the undefeated Central Cyclones hosting Swift Current Colts at 1 o'clock. And it's the Peacock Tornadoes up against Vanier Vikings at 3.15. Senior Boys High School Volleyball last night. Vanier picked up a home court win in three straight sets over Riverview. Meanwhile, Cornerstone won a thriller over Central three sets to two with all five sets being closely contested. And Peacock at Briarcrest Christian Academy was postponed to a later date. Senior girls action. Central defeated the Vanier girls three sets to one, while Peacock at Briarcrest also postponed. And the Minnesota Twins beat the Blue Jays 7-2 last night, so the Jays falling a full game behind the Idle Yankees for the second wild card spot in the American League. The Jays continue their series in Minnesota this weekend, while the Yankees open up a series against the Red Sox in Boston tonight. Now. 
Your Discover Moose Jaw weather. It's not exactly warming up real quickly out there. It's 12 degrees, breezy and cool in Moose Jaw right now. Sunshine, wind uh, steady out of the northwest at 30 with a high of 17. Tonight clear, the low plus 5. Tomorrow, sunshine with increasing cloud, the high 27. Sunday, sunny, the high 28. Monday, sunny, 29. Tuesday, sunny, 28. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw was 20. Normal high at this time of year is 17. Normal low, 2. The record high is was 33 degrees in 2011. Record low, minus 3 in 1971. Sun came up at 6.52, and the sun goes down before 7 o'clock these days, 6.56 tonight. This hour, Moose Jaw, 12 degrees, Regina, 12, Assiniboia, Gravelberg, 12, Rockland, Coronac, 10, Swift Current, 12, Elbow, 12, Davidson, Watrous, 11. Once again, Assiniboia, 12, Regina, 12, and with the wind northwest at 41, gusting up to 52, and the relative humidity at 31%, it's 12 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan weather will continue to be mostly favorable for summer crop harvest progress as we move forward through the first part of next week. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. We expect to see the weather rather tranquil as we go forward through at least Monday night into Tuesday. There will be a chance for a little midweek shower activity in a part of the region, but early indications do not suggest the precipitation is going to be all that great because of a storm system that's going to be locked into the U.S. central and southern plains. Now, a frontal system will be coming into our region as we get into next week. There's actually a couple of frontal systems that are going to impact us, but the first one is not going to have any moisture to work with. Let me back up just a moment. We have northwesterly winds blowing across the region today. That's the reason why it was so cold last night. Frost and freezes occurred in many western and southern parts of the province. We will see the cool conditions continuing today with teens likely this afternoon in a big part of the region. But most of the precipitation that has been plaguing the far northeast and a sense of drizzle and some light rain showers overnight will likely disappear. We'll look for dry weather in all other areas and we will see a warming trend take place. The winds will gradually shift to the west-southwest and we'll look for that to lead into some warmer weather. Afternoon temperatures will peak out in the 20s in many areas today, but some teens will continue in the northeast. And it looks as like tomorrow afternoon we're going to see the temperatures even warmer with middle and upper 20s likely in a big part of the province and we'll look for the temperatures to try to cool down just a tad bit on Sunday but it looks like that'll fail because of a new low pressure center that's going to be over Alberta and that will enhance our south wind and that'll likely help to pump those temperatures up again in the afternoon on Sunday with temperatures back into the middle and upper 20s one more time. That low pressure system will work its way across the region as we go into Sunday night and Monday. We could see a few showers come with that system but coverage overall is going to be 15 or 20 percent and moisture totals less than five millimeters once more. We will expect to see that followed by yet another warm day as we go into Monday afternoon and Tuesday will be fairly good as well. We do expect to see the warm weather prevail at least through Tuesday but some cooling will likely develop as we get into Wednesday of next week as the winds switch around to the north. A deep low pressure system in the central parts of the province during the middle part of next week will not only switch those winds around to the north but also bring in a better chance for some shower activity. Now we're talking about Wednesday into Thursday right now. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more. 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all-new Macdon FT2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance from the company that brought you the original Flex Draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit youngs.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the MacDon FD2 Flex Draper. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Road report on the Heartland of Doom from My Addictions Clothing Boutique in the Town and Country Mall. New fall fashions have just arrived, small to 2XL. Well, the highway's 
aren't as busy on Fridays now that, uh, you know, people aren't running to and from the lake like they were last month. But still, the roads get busy out there. Moose Jaw Police Service did a check stop last weekend, handed out a number of tickets, including an impaired driving charge. You might expect another stop check this weekend. And the city of Moose Jaw has uh, given us an update on the water main replacement program. And I had hinted earlier this week that uh, we had heard Caribou and 9th would be closed this week. That's not the case. It'll be closed on Tuesday, though. So 9th and Caribou, that intersection, will be temporarily closed starting on Tuesday to allow for water main construction and completion of the planned traffic signal upgrades at that intersection. Also, west and eastbound uh, over on the west side is difficult these days as 7th Avenue Northwest continues uh, to get the cast iron water main replaced there. So yesterday, the intersections of 7th and Oxford and 7th and Hall were closed. But Caribou Street is open almost all the way to uh, William Grayson now, so you can... Hook on to Caribou, uh, but your best bet going east to west on that west side is Saskatchewan Street West. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. The economics unit at CIBC Capital Markets has taken an interesting angle on a piece on COVID. They have tied the economic implications to the linkage between hospital capacity and government response times. They argue that Canada's lower hospital capacity compared to other industrialized countries means available beds fill up faster here than anywhere else. And when full, governments respond with lockdowns that impair economic activity. They singled out Saskatchewan and Alberta, which had among the least stringent lockdown rules. Now our hospitals have filled up faster than any other province. But this also has a bearing on the death rate from covid The Americans, for example, have more medical capacity, so officials felt less pressure to embrace the tougher lockdown measures we saw in Canada. And as a result, more Americans got sicker and died on a per capita basis. Ironically, lower hospital capacity means fewer COVID deaths because governments have to move quicker, but it also impedes economic growth. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. News from the provincial government uh, today. Under the headline, Stick It to COVID, Saskatchewan reaches 80% with first doses. We've now reached 80% of all eligible residents receiving their first dose of COVID-19 vaccine, with 71% receiving two doses. The province has seen a significant increase in vaccinations since the announcement of the proof of vaccination or negative test requirement to be implemented for all provincial and crown employees and for several establishments, businesses and event venues as of October 1st. So first doses more than doubled in the past week compared to the week before. From September 10th through 16th, the province administered 15,358 vaccinations. Of those, 7,052, or 46%, were first doses. From the 17th through the 23rd, the province administered 25,958 vaccinations. Of those, 58%, actually 57%, were first doses. This is a 69% increase week over week. The news release also continues. Vaccination remains the best protection against COVID-19. Two doses of the two-dose Moderna vaccine, um, uh, or mRNA vaccines, approved in Canada, are required to be fully vaccinated. It takes 14 days for your second dose to receive optimum protection. The vast majority of residents hospitalized for COVID-19 in Saskatchewan today are unvaccinated. Vaccination clinics, there's a bunch of them right across the province. No pop-ups in Moose Jaw today, but the Assiniboia Union Hospital today until 4 o'clock, you can get Pfizer or Moderna, first or second shot. Uh, and something that a, a number of locals, and I found this out just this week when I, I uh, saw a Facebook post from a local woman, a number of people just don't know that a, a number of local pharmacies 
have the vaccine. So uh, check with your local neighborhood pharmacy. Uh, the SHA shares all that information, and they they on Facebook. That's really the best way to follow the Saskatchewan Health Authority. They share information just about every day for us, and they provide links to um, the ongoing vaccination clinics and the pop-up clinics as well, and also uh, an extensive list of all the pharmacies across the province that have the vaccine. So if you haven't received your first or second shots and you're wondering where to go if there's no clinic in Moose Jaw, there you go. Check with your friendly neighborhood pharmacy to see if they've got it, or like I said, follow the SHA on Facebook and find the links to those clinics right there. Saskatchewan Health Authority officials uh, invited provincial media to a news conference yesterday where they delivered an update on the situation, the rising numbers, and the more and more people requiring hospitalization. The SHA has postponed most surgeries and services to make room for COVID-19 patients. All surgeries uh, that are not emergencies are being postponed. Organ donor operations have stopped. They just don't have the capacity to continue. So people who are organ donors, if they die, their organs are going with them. It's a reality. Dr. Susan Shaw and Derek Miller, the SHA's Emergency Operations Center commander, talked to us yesterday. ...to support us in addressing your many questions all at once here this morning. Before we get into answering your questions, there are a few points I'd like to share regarding our surge plans and activation status. Overall, our latest targets we shared with you last week remain unchanged. We're still working towards a goal of needing to care for 125 ICU COVID patients and 350 COVID acute care patients within the next number of weeks. However, each week as an emergency operations center, we look more specifically at what may be to come for the next seven to 14 days based on current cases and trends and we work with our teams on a specific two-week outlook. This outlook is shared internally, so teams know what space and staff they need ready for when we anticipate that demand. Then we monitor what is happening across the province to evolve our plans as needed for the next week. That is how our projections work and why they are shared in various forms. It is really a planning tool to ensure capacity is maintained within our facilities to meet demand. Right now, we know that over 70% of our ICU beds are being used to care for a single preventable disease, COVID. And at the same time, we need to ensure we have 50 ICU beds staffed to care for non-COVID patients who are not in control of needing critical care. For this week, we have advised teams the overall targets hold and to continue to implement full slowdown of all elective procedures without delay and activate all additional approved slowdowns. We need teams provincially to level load to manage demand and fill the various human resource gaps. We are currently utilizing the pediatric ICU in Saskatoon for some adult patients. Currently, we have added and staffed an additional 36 adult medicine beds in Saskatoon and 22 beds in Regina. This will assist us in supporting anticipated incoming COVID demand along with service slowdowns across the province. It is important to recognize that with service slowdowns, we we will be and are caring for COVID patients in spaces and with staff who would otherwise have been providing other health services. Right now, we have 30 hospitals across the province who are staffed caring for more than 200 acute care non-ICU COVID patients. That is why service slowdowns are so important to our surge response. We need our current spaces and staff to be able to care for COVID patients while maintaining safe care for our incoming non-COVID patients. So for this week, our overall surge target remains. We are seeing demand for COVID care shift from Saskatoon in the north to include rural areas and Regina. These types of changes in demand are an important factor in ensuring we mobilize a provincial response. The surge area, as we've seen, can change quickly. We hope new public health orders and changes in behavior are starting to have an impact on case volumes. But we also know demand has not eased overall. As a system, we will do our best to be there for when you need us, but we need you to help us make that happen. No one can predict for sure what will come longer term because this is all completely dependent on the behavior of Saskatchewan residents. 
So I urge everyone to follow the new public health orders, wear your mask, and most of all, if you are eligible, please get vaccinated as soon as possible. I'm going to turn over to Dr. Shaw for some further comments on the importance of vaccination and what we are seeing in our ICUs. I want to build on Derek's current comments that encourage everybody to get vaccinated. Unfortunately, what we are all facing is controllable and preventable. Nearly 84% of all new infections and hospitalizations in our province in August were in unvaccinated or partially vaccinated people. A recent analysis of over 1,600 diagnosed infections show that 98% of school-aged children with COVID live in households with unvaccinated or partially vaccinated parents. People who have chosen to remain unvaccinated are six times more likely to test positive, six times more likely to be hospitalized, and 12 times more likely to be admitted to an intensive care unit. More than 70% of our ICU patients are admitted fighting for their lives due to a single preventable diagnosis, severe COVID pneumonia with lung failure. We now have enough inpatients from COVID to fill both the Swift Current and Prince Albert hospitals combined. And the numbers of hospitalized patients are growing rapidly, all that pressure from a single preventable disease. If everyone who is eligible for a vaccine got both doses, we would be able to manage the demand. Instead, we are facing service slowdowns that Derek spoke to, and this is having a real impact on the quality of life and health for many across Saskatchewan, and it will result in real harm. But worse, if this continues, the life-saving supports all Saskatchewan citizens rely on will be in danger. The highly skilled healthcare personnel we rely on day in and day out for those services are a finite resource. I work in the ICU and it's already heart-wrenching to watch people die from a largely preventable disease. And to add to that heartache, any need to make decisions about life-saving care for all of Saskatchewan residents only build and add to that tragedy. So please, if you are not yet vaccinated and are eligible, please say yes. Ask good questions of your family physician, your pharmacist. Challenge all the misinformation that is swirling around and causing real harm to so many of us. And if you are fully vaccinated, please encourage others to do so as well. Help them to find good information and a vaccine clinic. Thank you. Please, as always, stay safe. Uh, the province of Saskatchewan reported seven new COVID-19 related deaths yesterday, 460 new cases. The new cases include 18 more in the local South Central Zone, where we're up to 205 active cases now. Of the 460 new COVID-19 cases, 83 are unvaccinated, 22 partially vaccinated, 57 fully vaccinated. 4,715 cases considered active province-wide, 273 of them in hospitals, including 215 in inpatient care, 58 people in intensive care units. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Tell you about a movie, highly recommended movie, brand new, you could watch on your TV tonight. Heartland at Noon, CHAB. Attention Northern Saskatchewan farmers looking to dispose of unwanted agricultural pesticides or old livestock and equine medications. Take them to a clean farms collection event for safe disposal at no charge. Collection events are happening at designated ag retailers on specific days between October 4th and 8th. For details on what's accepted, dates and locations, go to cleanfarms.ca and look under what to recycle where or call clean farms at 877-622-4460 or contact your local ag retailer. COVID restrictions may apply. A good offense is a great defense. Multiple modes of action in Fortress Microactive Herbicide from Gowan, Canada work to defend against early weed competition, against wild oats, foxtail, along with suppression of certain annual broadleaf weeds like kochia, wild buckwheat, and lamb's quarter. Plan a defense against yield-robbing growth in canola, mustard, wheat, and barley with a fall application of Fortress Microactive Herbicide. Go to ca.gowanco.com for details. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan, Canada. When you're a farmer, you've learned to take the good with the bad because you've seen it all and your roots are deep. 
Daddy, I want to be a farmer just like you. Farming is about a sense of pride in an honest day's work, careful planning, and growing for the future. Moose Jaw Co-op is on your team. Early mornings, late nights. Safely getting harvest completed with agro and fuel locations in Avonlea and Moose Jaw. We are growers. We are farmers. We are Moose Jaw Co-op. Be part of something bigger. freshly cured meats, the delightful displays of hand-cut steaks and roasts, links of locally made sausage, irresistible beef jerky, unforgettable. Adam and the boys at Fellinger and Son Meats have been preparing meats the same way from the same location for nearly five decades. Step into their store and step back in time to a time and place where quality, freshness, and neighborly service are time-honored traditions. Fellinger and Son Meats, Moose Jaw's family butcher for over 40 years. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Fell or was pushed from the room above mine. They checked the area outside. They didn't find anything. Somebody moved that body. Was there any connection between Elias and the embassy robbery? With every act of recklessness, there must be one of reckoning. your passport to catch a spy on hallmark movies and mysteries That's the thrilling trailer for a brand new movie called To Catch a Spy from Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, as you just heard. It's a new film directed by Moose Jaw's own Jeff Beasley. It'll be on your TV tonight on the W Network, if you got it. Uh, We had Beasley scheduled to be on the Heartland at noon today, but he's a mover and a shaker. He's a film director, and he had to cancel because he's busy shooting another movie. To Catch a Spy on the W Network, it's on your TV tonight. Mike Simpkins enters race for Mayor of Moose Jaw. Simpkins is the second local to enter the race. Joining current city councilor Crystal Froze, discover Moose Jaw's Sean Slatt with Mr. Simpkins via telephone after he announced his intentions yesterday. So first, Mike, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a Moose Jaw resident. I've been in Moose Jaw my whole life. I spent 37 years at uh, Canadian Pacific Railway as a locomotive engineer, and uh, the last 10 years I've been running, or so I've been running Miles Ahead Drive Red, which is a driver training company, and I look after the motorcycle training that most people would see up at the mall. Okay, so uh, what uh, experience or knowledge do you bring to the table? Well, I think I bring uh, my the heart of the city back into city council is really what I'm I'm thinking is sometimes. Uh, we get uh, career politicians and we get sometimes people who are in a position for a long time. They maybe lose a little bit of touch of what's going on in the city. And uh, I, for one, uh, think that I can bring a little bit of that passion. I love my city. I raised four children in the city. We have eight grandchildren. And so I want to see other families be fortunate enough to have their family stay in Musha rather than uh, have to move away a lot of the times we see people uh, when they uh, graduate high school or university, they're getting jobs other places because the opportunities are not available for our young people in Moose Jaw, and that's something that I definitely want to address. And uh, also, I see a lot of the people in my age that retire in, my, in our age group, and they're moving away following their grandchildren because they didn't stay in Moose Jaw. And so I want to see if we can try to make changes in the business sector, uh, as a businessman, uh, want to support my local businesses, and I want to see if we can uh, try to encourage our local government provincially to start doing some investment in our city. We uh, see them spending billions of dollars in investment in Saskatoon and Regina, but I don't see the, that growth in our city. In fact, uh, in the last 50 years, we're the only city in Saskatchewan that hasn't grown you know, substantially, and so that needs to change, and so we need somebody in there that uh, I think has uh, got a passion for their city and is willing to fight for their city and uh, uh, make our city uh, great. That's exactly what I think. Our city is a great city, but we need to have somebody step up to the plate and actually advertise our city, and uh, so that's just where I come from, I guess. Okay, so what do you feel some of the biggest issues that the city faces right now? 
Well, we've got the the normal general issues that we we're we're all dealing with, you know, with infrastructure and stuff like that. And uh, I I definitely think we we I, I when I get in there, I'm going to need to take a look at all of that, and uh, you know how things are operated that way, and that our money is spent wisely, and and uh, in that way to keep our uh, uh, taxes at a, at a at a reasonable rate, you know, rather than um, growing, but I just think that we uh, have to take a look at what uh, we can offer as a city to uh, to make uh, businesses want to come to our community, what what uh, things we can change to make our city attractive to other businesses and to other people that are looking to find a, a permanent home. So, uh, I, you know, there's lots of people that are moving from other provinces, and, and thank goodness we have a great province that uh, people want to come to that we're not a have-not province anymore, but we need to attract those people and those businesses to our community, and so we need to look at ways we can do that. And uh, so I, I think uh, that's something that we need to address. No, I guess just kind of taking that further, uh, how would you go about trying to attract new businesses or residents to the city? One of the things that I, I would like to take a look at is the size of the lots. A lot of times when we're building in, in a lot of these uh building areas we're building lots and the, and the, we're actually trying to squeeze more homes into smaller areas and we're make our lots smaller and smaller and smaller so i would like to try to look at something and make the make our lots a little bit bigger so that they're a little more family size so that uh, your backyards don't disappear when you as soon as you put a swing set in the backyard or maybe even your your setbacks uh, we can change that setbacks rather than 24 feet from the 24 9 from the street maybe we can move them a little for move them forward four or five feet closer to the the street and uh, create a little better in our frontage and also create some more yards for our families and we have to have yards that families can uh, uh, grow in like you know we you know I I have some great uh, kids and my neighbors next door and I love to you know sit out on my deck and be able to hear the kids playing in the backyard that's exactly what we should be hearing in our communities the young people playing in, in our communities and hopefully that we can generate something so that they'll stay here. I guess I noticed uh, kind of on the bio that was on the city's website, it also mentioned that you wanted to look at public transit. Um, I know yeah. that, um, as someone who covers city council, I know it's come up many times about how subsidized it is. Uh, what is your plan with the uh, public transit system? Well, I don't have any real plans. I just think we need to take a look at it. Like, we, we do have a lot of uh, uh, people that do use it, immigrants-wise, and we do have a lot of people that would like to take advantage of it, but... Uh, it's just not there for them. And so I, I think, you know, for me growing up in the city, I remember being able to go to the late show and take a bus home. So be able to take the bus downtown and uh, go to the late show downtown and uh, then take a bus home where that's not an option anymore. And we don't have that option for people who want to uh, take a bus to work. That bus isn't there for them because it, it ends too uh, too early in the, in the night and it seems to be non-existent on the weekends. So we need to try to address it, see if we can create a few more routes, maybe have a little more access for people to get to them, uh, the, the, uh, and uh, create uh, a more of a flow that would maybe make a better or a difference in our traffic flow downtown, which needs to be addressed as well. I guess uh, just finally, what are some of your short-term and long-term goals for the city if elected? A short term for me, I'm not a career politician. I love my city is to, when, is to get in there and actually take a look at uh, where our spending is going, that our spending is done properly, and that people are being uh, um, uh, looking after the dollars and taking responsibility for the positions they're put into and, and actually taking it serious and not thinking that everything is coming from a money tree. I mean, people are paying well in our taxes, and I think we need to be... Uh, very careful and make sure that we're spending our money wisely. But at the same time, I think we also need to have people in there that uh, have a good mindset and are willing to look at things and uh, make decisions. So, I mean, for example, our hockey rink was tabled for 10 years and it cost us an extra $50 million to build a hockey rink. And so things like that, like we need to have people that can actually make decisions rather than tabling things for five, seven, eight, ten 10 years before decisions can make and that got us into the problem with our infrastructure that we're dealing with now because it got tabled and ignored for years and I'm not that type of person. I want to put my thumb on things and we want to look at things and when things come up we want to address them and deal with them and we don't want to 
put them off and start putting things under the shoulders of other generations and stuff like a lot of other officials like to do, and that's not going to be me. Mike Simpkins, retired railroader, the second person to put his name forward, running for the office of mayor in Moose Jaw. Current city councillor Crystal Froze was the first. That story is on discovermoosejaw.com right now. We'll take a time out and be back. Lots of stuff to do in Moose Jaw this weekend, including uh, lunch over at 7-Eleven. The Moose Jaw Northwest Community Association raising a little money for the neighborhood. That story's next. Modern Mattress is a well-known sleep brand, but here are a few things you maybe didn't know about us. Modern Mattress currently has two locations, one in Yorkton and one in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Modern Mattress partners with local charitable organizations in every city we enter into. And the founders of Modern Mattress are actually born and raised right here in Saskatchewan. Modern Mattress carries tons of mattress options in stock and ready to go, so you can start getting that sleep you deserve. Modern Mattress. Come in today and start sleeping better tonight. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. The benefits of recreation are endless. Get notoriously active. Moose Jaw Parks and Rec on the radar. Fall program registration is underway. Check out badminton, pickleball, martial arts classes, and many more community association programs available throughout the city on the free city app. The Kinsman Sportsplex and Yara Center offer a variety of drop-in activities, including fitness, turf, track, and swimming. For full schedules and to register to reserve your spot, go to the city's website or use the free city app. Searching for a used bike or sports equipment for fall sports? Book an appointment online or through the city app to check out the sports equipment vault. Lots of hockey equipment and cleats available. The elm pruning ban is now lifted. Remember to dispose of all elm wood to prevent Dutch elm disease. Elm disposal permits are free from Parks and Rec and allow you to take elm wood to the landfill free of charge. To learn more about Moose Jaw Parks and Recreation, visit moosejaw.ca. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. History will be made tonight at that uh, hockey game in Moose Jaw when the Warriors host the Regina Pats. The Western Hockey League just releasing this uh, earlier today uh, that Alex Clark will become the first female lines person in Western Hockey League and Canadian League history when she takes to the ice tonight for the preseason game between the Pats and the Warriors. So we'll have two referees, a linesman, and a lines person. Way to go. Uh, Alex Clark, a native of Weyburn, Saskatchewan, set to become a member of the Western Hockey League officiating team for the new season after officiating at the 2021 IIHF Women's World Championships in Calgary. The 28-year-old Clark boasts extensive international experience, having been assigned to the 2020 IIHF Women's Worlds, the 2019 Women's Worlds, uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, aside from her experience on the international stage, Clark has skated in nearly 300 games in Saskatchewan since 2017, including the SJHL, the SAS Female U18 AAA League, U Sports Women's Hockey, Saskatchewan Male U18 AAA League, and the Prairie Junior Hockey League. Way to go! Alex Clark on the ice tonight as a lines person for the Moose Jaw Warriors and the Regina Pats game at Mosaic Place this evening. Uh, Moose Jaw's Northwest Community Association, a group working towards making a great neighborhood even better. And right now, they're working towards raising enough money to build a spray park for families. Our Tegan Whitco has more. Vice Chair of the Northwest Community Association, Craig McLeod, is joining us. First of all, Craig, how did your 50-50 go? Uh, 50-50 went great. Uh, we raised about $1,500 towards the uh, event. So I think we'll probably do one again in the springtime. So kind of keep an eye out for that. Well, two hundred and fifty grand—that's a tall order, but every little bit adds up, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We know it's not going to be a one thing that's going to get there. It's going to be a bunch of little things. 
Absolutely. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about the fundraiser coming up this weekend. I understand there's quite a bit of stuff happening on Saturday near the location where you hope to build this spray park. Yeah, so 7-Eleven up on 13th Avenue um, has been kind enough to work with us to help raise some funds. Um, and what they're going to be doing on Saturday, September 25th from 11 to 4 is they're going to be offering like a hot dog, drink, and a bag of chips for 5 bucks. They're going to be doing face painting. They're going to have a coloring table, and they're going to be offering free Slurpees. There's also a magic show, um, which is done by Magic by Chris, uh, and that's going to be at 12 noon on that day. And there's also going to be different games and prizes there. That's fantastic. It sounds like a really great way to spend a Saturday afternoon, not to mention it looks like the weather should hold up for us. I I hope I didn't just jinx that. (laughs) Yeah, I saw 27 degrees, so I've been kind of keeping my eye on that, so I... It is getting kind of late in the year, so it's, it can always be a little questionable what weather you're going to get. But it does look really nice, and looks like maybe end, end one of the few weekends left that's going to have nice weather. Yeah, absolutely. Now, okay, I, I'm, not, I'm not hoping that the weather takes a turn <laughs> for the worse, but if it does turn out to be a rainy day, are you guys still going to go ahead? As far as we know, we can. Um, we, uh, it's going to go whether it's rain or shine. We just might have to bring some tents and get some cover, but it is going to go. Awesome. So if people want to find more information about the Northwest Community Association and obviously your, your, your hopes to build a brand new splash park, maybe they want to get involved, they want to kick in some cash, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, Facebook's probably the easiest way to connect. Uh, we, we talk to a lot of people through Messenger that are in the community, um, and that's just the Northwest Community Association. You can search through there and it'll pull right up. Um, or you can uh, email us at mjnwca at gmail. There you go. Big fundraiser tomorrow over at the 7-Eleven on 13th Avenue Northwest uh, from the Northwest Community Association. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Hey, the uh, Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest uh, into the final days of the month now. So we've got a top five for you. Those details coming up next. And now another rock and roll history lesson on 800 CHAB. It's no surprise with a catalog as impressive and expansive as the Beatles that they would hold five spots as a group and individuals in the list of the top ten most covered songs of all time. Songs like Blackbird, Eleanor Rigby, And I Love Her, and Imagine have been covered by such acts as Dave Grohl, Aretha Franklin, Elton John, Bob Marley, and many others. Yesterday by the Fab Four tops the list as the most covered song of all time, having been covered by Frank Sinatra, Boys to Men, and many others. Other songs that crack the top ten most covered songs ever are Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, Cry Me a River by Julie London, The Look of Love by Dusty Springfield, Over the Rainbow by Julie Garland, and Summertime by Abby Mitchell. This has been another Rock and Roll History Lesson Brought to you by Silver Star Salvage and Recycling Recycle your metal and steel at their drop-off bin Open 24 hours a day SilverStarRecycling.ca Andy's Transmission and Automotive For over 55 years Complete automotive and diagnostic repairs Cross Canada Flooring Moose Jaw's largest independent full-service flooring store And insurance specialist Check out their in-stock specials And Community Service Radio 800 CHAB Discover Moose Jaw Weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Sunny this afternoon, a high of 17. Tonight, clear and a low of plus 5. Tomorrow, sunny, becoming a mix of sun and cloud in the afternoon, a high of 27. Sunday, sunny, a high of 28. Monday, sunshine and a high of 29. And Tuesday, sunny and a high of 28. A reminder that the Northwest Community Association is holding a hot dog fundraiser at 13th Avenue Northwest and Gordon Road from 11 to 4 tomorrow. There will be games, prizes, coloring table, free Slurpees, face painting, and a magic show at noon. A hot dog drink and chips are $5, with proceeds going to the Regal Heights Spray Park. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discovermooshaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Sean Slatt. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. Make sure you tune us on this weekend. Tune us on, turn us on this weekend, or tune us in. That'd work too. 800-CHAB. 
will present another edition of Dick Bartley's Classic Hits Show this weekend, uh, featuring the greatest rock, pop, and soul classics of the 70s and 80s and a whole lot more. Saturdays at 8 and Sundays at noon, Dick Bartley's Classic Hits Show. It's brought to you by Moose Jaw Funeral Home, Primary Eye Care and Hoya Lenses, Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, the Assiniboia Livestock Auction, and 800 CHAB. Hey, we're looking for your votes, and then next month we'll be looking for you to join in on the fun again. In the Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest, Pet Value, your pet, your store. If you're ready to show off your perfect pet, do so. Every month, uh, we draw five pets for a showdown. The pet with the most votes will win a $50 gift card from our friends at Pet Value, plus, of course, the title of Perfect Pet for a whole month. So we're down to the final five. There's Risa. I think that's a dog. There's Rio. I know that's a nice dog. There's Buddy. Looks like some kind of rat. I believe he's a guinea pig. Uh, Cordelia, the cat, and Felix, the cat. Uh, so we're looking for your votes right now uh, for, uh, let me see, the, the dog or the dog or the two cats or Buddy the rodent. Uh, so uh, cast your ballot today, won't you? Just go to the quick votes, uh, quick links on discovermoosejaw.com and, and pass your, uh, uh, place your ballot. Uh, cast your ballot. That's the word I'm looking for. So far, uh, Buddy, who I believe is a guinea pig, uh, is in the lead, along with Felix the Cat. They have 40% of the vote. Uh, there's Cordelia with 20% of the vote, of vote. And Risa and Rio don't have any votes yet. So, uh, you know, they need votes. Go to Quick Links on discovermoosejaw.com. Cast your ballot today in the uh, Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest, brought to you by Pet Value, your pet, your store. Elections Canada. Uh, you know, they're still sending out notices uh, on the newswire um, overnight uh, and this morning, declaring winners in a number of ridings across the country. In the wake of Monday's election, the results won't change anything. We'll still have a liberal minority government. The Liberal Party made a number of uh, promises as it relates to our finances leading up to the election. They uh, pledged to extend the Canada Recovery Hiring Program through to March. That allows employers to increase wages and hours or to hire more staff. And to help further bolster uh, economic recovery, the Liberal Party plans to provide the country's tourism industry with temporary wage and rent support of up to 75% to help them get through the winter months. The Liberals have also pledged to help Canada's hardest-hit sectors from the pandemic, sectors like tourism and live theatres, and it's all going to cost the taxpayer more. Our Aaron Rustin, Purpose Financial, joins us on CHAB's Ask the Expert every Friday afternoon. And today he's talking about the financial implications of the federal election and the liberal promises for you and me. You know, in the big game of golf of life, this is a mulligan. This is a do-over, so to speak. And yet the swing is the same. The clubs being used are the same. Everything is the same. So, yeah, I believe there are some changes coming. I guess depending on where you're at in your life, what chapter you're at, will impact us in different ways. One of the biggest things that we already face, and it would have been burdensome to any party that had gotten into power, was our monstrous, monstrous uh, debt that we carry at this point. So we over a trillion dollars and anticipated between now and the years 25, 26, uh, we're going to owe about another 500 billion. So we could be at 1.6 trillion dollars potentially in debt outstanding. Now, what does that mean? What it means is more taxes coming down the pipe. Uh, business people, uh, property owners, uh, the people that are maybe in the higher income levels, of course, there's looking at an extra percentage of taxation charged on them. A change in the way capital gains are treated. We had discussed this too before, Rob. Capital gains currently, if you have a rental building or something like that, or stocks and you sell them, and they're up quite a bit, the difference between what you've put in and what they're worth now is called a capital gain. And currently you're taxed on 50% of that. There has been talk for some time of changing that you could be taxed up to 75% of that. So what we're saying to clients is, you know what, if you have uh, assets right now, maybe look at some of the avenues on that. Uh, as far as taxes, uh, again, as we talked, they're looking at putting a 3% surtax on insurance companies and investment companies. Few people uh, actually know that insurance companies now that type of stuff are charged taxes underneath 
in stepped-up enforcement, tax enforcement measures. You know, um, I'm all for working within the tax system uh, to the advantage. I believe in paying tax, just not more than you have to. But there are those that have tried to slip through the cracks, and the government will jump on that. Housing, uh, they're looking at spending billions of dollars to create affordable housing and incentives along that side. So, you know, there are some good things coming down the pipe. At the end of the day, Rob, There is going to be some big belt tightening going on. We just have to. This pandemic continues to rage on in various phases. Uh, Businesses are still being negatively affected. Uh, So we have to look to that. Uh, We're very adaptable as Canadians, but we also have to not only adapt at the time, but prepare in advance because there are changes coming to our tax system, to the way people's income is going to be taxed, investments are going to be taxed, and that's why it's so important to to look now at a plan to uh, make a difference. Aaron Rustin, Purpose Financial, will join us with more on 800 CHAB's Ask the Expert later this afternoon. We'll take a time out and be back. Heartland at noon on CHAB. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Verna Kurgan, coach with the Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. We have uh, an opportunity for anyone that's interested. Try speed skating, anyone, hockey players, Figure skaters, recreational skaters, come out and give it a try. Sunday, October the 3rd and October the 10th from 3.15 to 4.15. We'll suit you up with skates, some equipment, bring a helmet if you've got a helmet. A great opportunity. It's free. Speedskating at gmail.com and you can get details there. Also, uh, go to a Facebook page, Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Ottawa Real Estate, providing honest service for all your real estate and insurance needs. Locally owned since 1910. Minute Muffler Brake and Wheel. For complete automotive service and maintenance, call or book online at mjminute.ca, corner of High Street and 2nd Avenue Northwest. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Attention Northern Saskatchewan farmers. Looking to dispose of unwanted agricultural pesticides or old livestock and equine medications? Take them to a Clean Farms collection event for safe disposal at no charge. Collection events are happening at designated ag retailers on specific days between October 4th and 8th. For details on what's accepted, dates and locations, go to cleanfarms.ca and look under what to recycle where. Or call Clean Farms at 877-622-4460 or contact your local ag retailer. COVID restrictions may apply. Larry from the park with the greatest, biggest, most awesome harvest special ever. Coors Light 24 cans, only $37.50 plus taxes and deposit. That's $45.50 total. Wow. Only at the park, only for September, only while supplies last. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. So next week on the 800 CHAB Morning Show, some excitement. Of course, we'll have the pop quiz every day after 7 o'clock for Bugsy's Irish Pub and Spindy's in the Town and Country Mall. It's proven to be a most popular contest because people can win 15 bucks to spend at Bugsy's or Smitty's. Also next week, uh, we've got our copies of the brand new 2022 Old Farmer's Almanac. Stay tuned. We'll have a chance for you to win one of those Old Farmer's Almanacs every day next week, Monday through Friday. On 800 CHAB's Morning Show. The Daily Commentary wraps up this show next. At Bayer, obstacle is opportunity. We learn from the past. We innovate. Like adding buteo start to our DeKalb canola to fight against flea beetles. Our next generation DeKalb TrueFlex canola with Roundup Ready and Liberty Link technologies offer herbicide flexibility. Plus, you get enhanced pod integrity for straight cutting with confidence. Depend on DeKalb canola for an easier, faster, smoother harvest. DeKalb. The seed for every season. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. We should get started on that trenching right away. Did you make a one call? I don't see any markings. I'm pretty sure I know where the pipeline is. Sorry, this is my farm and my family's safety, so pretty sure won't cut it. Let's get a locate, and then we can start. Safety is everyone's responsibility. The depth and location of a pipeline can vary, so any activity on a right-of-way can have serious consequences. Always contact the pipeline operator before crossing or excavating. Find your local one call at clickbeforeyoudig.com. A message from TC Energy. Localjobshop.ca. 
A new job, a first job, a different job, a better job. Sign up for the free daily digest and get daily local job listings sent directly to your inbox. The right job, right here, right now. Localjobshop.ca. I find the funnies for Facebook Friday just for you. Let's start with some good advice from the world's number one social media network. There are two places for dirty laundry, in the washer or in the hamper, not on Facebook. Here's a local mom who shares, Cleaning the house with everyone home is like brushing your teeth while eating Oreos. This one, Sleeping next to someone you love makes you fall asleep faster, reduces depression, and helps you live longer. Until they start to snore. Here's a funny guy I follow who says, I put my grandma on speed dial. I call that Instagram. A middle-aged female friend of mine shares, Can you imagine how hot I'd be if I ate right and took care of my body? I'm not going to do it, but can you imagine? On a related note, this guy says, Some of my friends exercise every day. Meanwhile, I'm watching a show I don't like because the remote fell on the floor. And some more advice to finish. If you don't have time for the things that matter, stop doing the things that don't. I'm Rob Carney.